Hi, uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about a problem that uh, a, a friend of mine has. Because for me, uh, I mean, I'm doing this podcast because I, I mean, I have some knowledge. I mean, I know, don't know everything. No one does. There's people that know more, but there's also tons of people that know less than me. Especially, especially since I've had to learn a lot um, when, uh, I mean, when I sell self went bad, I mean, had a t terrible health from um, microwaves and and from stuff in the home, like electrical stuff and interference, like dirty electricity. So I had a really hard time figuring out how to put up a good video or because I mean, there's no one watching my channel now. And I mean, I'm not doing it for, I mean, to get attention or be famous or anything. And I'm, I don't have any of those kind of <laughs> illusions anyway. I mean, uh, I'm just happy if I can help someone because I know I needed help and I did find people that could help me, but Yeah, it's not easy all the time. Uh, so anyway, so I, I just thought that yeah, I will just um, talk a little bit about what my My friend's problem was and how one can fix it because it's very common. So a friend of mine he um, uh, a new uh, LED light source was put up in the garage and suddenly it's interfering with the radio and um, with the car door remote. So he asks, he asks, he is asking me what to do about it. And he's asking about if he could shield the cables and put ferrites on it. And ferrites, uh, that's one of these. They could look like these. So it's a very special uh, material. They usually um, I'm not sure really how they are made. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say too much because I could be wrong. So I better not say so much. But you basically use different kinds of ferrite to um, to loop cables, or just to just put one cable. I, I mean, uh, through the ferrite. So what happens? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going off topic here a little bit, but it could be good to know. So I mean, sometimes you've seen on cables that you have like this lump in the middle of the cable and like what is that usually you have it on um, you can have it on the small cables going to electronics and usually the old uh, uh, the old um, what do you call it uh, monitor cables like VGA they usually have these lumps and th those are ferrites so when 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 you have um, uh, when you have a cable going through and you get interference then that interference gets trapped because the more uh, because the ferrites have been made to <laughs> to pick up induce certain frequencies so for example if you have a cable and it's only electric cable then it's only supposed to be 50 or 60 hertz uh, frequency that's that's how i mean that's the frequency of our electrical outlets in europe it's 50 and we have 230 volts in the us it's 110 and it's 60 hertz so you really don't want anything else going around at home. And usually you have tons of different stuff that shouldn't be there that's leaked out through different electronics on purpose or, or by accident because of bad design or no one cares. So, so if someone's made a ferret that you want to have a clean, you want to have a clean, um, uh, clean, yeah, you want to have your, home electricity clean, you don't want to have shit, dirty electricity or or harmonics 
on you because it could be interfering with something like my friend. Uh, so then you put a ferret around the cable and the more the more so when the interference uh, is picked up by a ferret it will create a magnetic field and a magnetic field will make it harder for the interference to go through so it be, would be like a resistance so it will slow it down and sometimes you just have uh, one you just have the cable going through the ferret once but sometimes it, it can be looped several times around the ferrite. You usually can see it because they usually have a plastic melted, I mean, lump around it, so you have no idea how it looks inside. But you can sometimes, in, especially in old computers, you could see these things when you had a cable going from the motherboard to, to the switch in the front where you reset or turned on the machine and also the small LEDs that's showing if the stuff is turned on. I mean, they, it can exist in new computers too, but since all the regulations and everything has been uh, loosened because you don't want to disturb the industry, who cares if you interfere stuff too much? Kind of. That's kind of how it works. You know how cooperation is taking over everything. And I mean, you see it in Sweden and US and all around the country. You basically have revolving doors from the industry to regulation to the regulatory government or organization. So it's basically hand in bag. And, yeah. So. So you can see this one and then you see the cables going around several times. So the more times uh, the signal passes through a ferrite, the more the interference is being hindered. Uh, so for, I mean, so I just wanted to, so now you know what a ferrite roughly is. I can show you in another clip more in detail, but so basically he asked about if he could shield the cables or what he could do. And the simplest answer, if something is interfering with your electrical equipment, if you bought something, you, you maybe the lights is flickering or, or or your radio is picking up something or some wireless stuff, uh, it doesn't, uh, I mean, you can't get a good connection or just sometimes or, or it could be even be an audible sound, actually. Sometimes, um, because you cannot get a resonance effect, so you can actually hear an audible pitch. Usually it's in the high range, so if you're starting to get older <laughs> have a bad hearing, you might not hear it. So, but uh, like the induction stoves, it's a very common issue. And it's the really weird shit. I mean, when I was home at a couple of many years ago working at electrician was the, when I spoke to them that, I mean, it's really bad for your health having an induction stove because you have, um, I mean, it creates very strong magnetic fields. It's just not the that the magnetic fields are strong because you get, I mean, magnetic fields around a normal, I mean, uh, ceramic stove as well. But because it's it's called an induction stove because you're inducing uh, current into the bottom of of your pans and uh, and and, and um, whatever you put on there, as long as it can be magnetic. So aluminum won't work. So basically, that makes it heat up. That's why you can put your hand. One turn of induction stove, nothing happens because you're not inducing. You don't have a yeah. Of course, you have straight trace amount of iron, but you you don't have a big metal hand that can induce heat. And the magnetic fields they are in. I mean, it's it's, it's very high frequency. I'm I'm not sure about the frequency, but it's probably around a couple of hundred kilohertz or something like that. But it's anyway, it's high, so it's very dangerous for our body. All kinds of uh, electromagnetic fields, the, the, the higher frequency, the more they change 
turn on and off. For example, I mean a kilohertz that's a thousand times a second, a megahertz that's a million times a second, and then we have gigahertz when you talk about Wi-Fi mobile phones. So that's um, I mean that billions of times per second. And so that's also the answer to why more modern stuff it's a fly here, sorry. <laughs> That's why more modern stuff like, um, I mean, newer generation of mobile phones and wireless uh, uh, transmission is usually more harmful for people and their health and why people that have started to go ill from these react a lot stronger. Like, for example, when we start getting to 3G instead of 2G or 4G, that people, or when they start having Wi-Fi, that people get sicker because you have very. Uh, it's it's like you would think, just like you would thinking of uh, if someone would be turning off and on the lights all the time. I mean, that would be super annoying. But imagine if that was done in a way so it could interfere uh, with the body's electrical system, and not just that, because it also. I mean, it because everything is about resonance in nature. So. If you start to have a resonance effect, depending on different, ins I mean, different things inside the body, like the DNA or different molecules, so then you're going to affect how they work. So you have a lot of different frequency, and we don't have all the signs on this, but we can see the effect. You have over ten thousand studies on this. Uh, um, I'm going to try and put it in the in a link so you can see that. Yeah, I mean, you have research on this a lot. Uh, so basically, you're going to disturb a lot of things and make it not work. So, I mean, that's for example how an antenna works because it gets a resonance effect with the cell phone tower, otherwise, it wouldn't pick up the signal. So, what happens if you get a resonance effect inside your body? Yeah, it's going to be disturbed because it's going to pick up that signal. And it's not just that, it's also that, you, that you're putting energy into it. So, you, I mean, in, in the end, you, I mean, you get the same kind of damage as, as with radioactivity. That, that you're changing or knocking out electrons even though it's not even though it's not creating heat because you don't need to create heat to do that just look at a laser the reason why a laser can have such a uh, I mean a focused beam and just with a couple of milliwatts you can start popping balloons and lighting matches even though it's just a couple of milliwatts it's not I mean it's just a fraction of a watt and you need several watts have an incandescent light shining and even less to get a LED light shining. So, so all the all the photons in a laser is is bouncing back and forth so they're in harmony with each other. So they're they're so they're basically moving in alignment with each other. So they have the same frequency, they're moving exactly the same. So then you get a lot lot stronger effect. And it's the same thing in the body if you have all the things and if you start having a resonant effect even though the, even though the electromagnetic um, strength of microwaves and radio waves doesn't seem to be uh, that high compared to, I mean, if you have a radiator or something that, that might be hundreds of watts, you get a resonance effect, you need, you need a lot less to cause damage and problems. And now I don't remember, I'm sorry I went off topic here. But anyway, so the easiest thing when you want to fix something that is disturbing, no matter if it's because you're getting sick from it or because it's disturbing your electrical stuff at home, the easiest thing is not having to fix it at all. Because it, it can be something easy to do, but it can also cost a lot more than just buying new or 
or, or returning it to the store and pick something else. Uh, and and that, is, that is a very sad truth, but it is that way. So the easiest thing, for example, to to make your cell phone stop, I mean, I mean, being a health issue for you because you have microwaves is actually just pick out the take out the battery. And I know people don't want to hear that, but that is the truth, and there's no way coming around that. And sure, you have all these things online. You have bioresonance brick, and you have pendulums and. Shanghai and whatever and I mean I myself am a little bit Sensitive to energy. I mean I can feel the energy from a crystal for example. I can feel I mean I can feel um, Some of these things so I know that they do have some kind of effect, but they don't affect the microwaves otherwise so all most of these things that are sold online for example, they usually claim that the shield or neutralize or, or, or even I mean, um, take away the microwaves, but you, they they can't do that because if if that would work on a phone, your phone wouldn't have reception anymore because the microwaves are needed to to make to send the information to make the communication, and say that you would find something rare that keeps the microwaves and radio waves or whatever keep flowing to the antenna and somehow it's not damaging all the other life. Are you really prepared to take that risk? Because we really don't have evidence. It's really, really very, very sparse evidence that any of these things really work. And if that would work, then we would need to put that on every cell phone tower, every receiver, and everything. Because the biggest reasons why we are losing, starting to losing more and more of our insects and birds and reptiles and everything, it has to do with microwaves, both on its own and in conjunction with toxic and chemicals that we are producing, because one of the most uh, common effects that micro and radio waves do to the body is punching, rupturing holes into different membranes. For example, the, the blood-brain barrier, it's very well studied, you've seen it in many times, on rats, you, you, and probably other uh, I mean other animals as well or bacteria and stuff. I don't know. I haven't I haven't read every study, but I know they've done it on rats several times and with, with Effects that are lower than people are exposed to today when they have a cell phone on Just have a couple of minutes you get holes in your blood brain barrier that's supposed to shield your brain from getting anything toxic that gets into the body, into the brain. Nothing is supposed to get in there because they're a very delicate organ that we need. So all this shit is going into the brain and because most people are in this electromagnetic soup all the time, you're just storing junk, you're storing toxins in your brain. It's very hard to get that out. And the same thing happens to the gut lining as well. And and, and, and I mean, even around cell, the cell membranes. So, so even, that's one thing that's been shown in studies, and you can see it in a correlation as well, that before we start having mobile phones, you had a lot less people with allergies and sensitivities. I mean, in my class, there might have been one kid or two kids that had, um, uh, that were, um, had allerg allergia. <laughs> Sorry, oh, my bad English. Really sorry, <laughs> but I'm just human. 
uh, had an allergy problem or some oversensitivity. But today it's the other way around. You might find one or two kids that don't have it. So, and you can really, I mean, even when it comes to lung cancer from smoking, before you start putting up radio and TV towers, especially TV towers, it was very rare. So you can actually see how that increases because the, before it seemed like the body could handle the damage that was caused or it didn't go into the places where it causes, caused these problems. Same thing with aspects. So you can see it in a, long, in, a long, uh, in a big range of different things. And it's only getting worse and worse. So, and I got, got off topic again, but that's kind of how I am, I'm really sorry. Uh, but anyway, so what I wrote my friend, because he sent me an email about how to fix this, was that the best thing is if you just change it out. But if you can't, I mean, same thing that yeah that's how that's why I start talking about cell phones because the best way if I mean to stop having a cell phone disturbing your health is to just shut it off and take out the batteries I mean that's always the best the best action in all cases no matter what when it comes to electrical stuff is to actually because it's always a lot harder especially when it comes to magnetic fields that's the hardest of them all I mean, there are ways, and I've learned a lot of things, and I'm going to try and go through those uh, things uh, as I go along in this podcast. And uh, in a way, I actually wish that I that I did this podcast in Swedish because I think it's I have a <laughs> because I mean I live in Sweden, and I think actually the chance would be bigger that they get help from this. But so I will probably make a Swedish and an English version, uh, but. Since I'm speaking right out of my mind, I'm not going to be able to copy-paste everything like you can do in text. And I'm not going to have a, a small Peter talking a different language or having sign language in the bottom of the screen like there. <laughs> That's not going to happen, even though it's always so much fun when you do that. Um, so, if you can't take a... if, if you can't uh, turn off or remove whatever that interferes with your equipment or yourself your health or something else then you have to then you have to do go 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 start going deductive you have to start figuring out of what is causing this interference is it is is, is it um, a radio i mean a radio way is it going through the air is this wireless so then you have to have uh a microwave meter for example like this this is a cornet it's one of the this is the only thing I would recommend to people to buy I mean when it comes to normal consumers especially if you don't have a lot of money because the cornet they are consume consumer uh, meters and they are very very good this is a, a version that has an external antenna so it only measures microwave fields uh, and usually the most normal one has a built-in antenna and then you then you actually measure magnetic uh, microwaves and also magnetic and electrical fields. So this measures all the way from 1 megahertz up to 8 gigahertz and, and it can measure up to 10 but then you don't see the true strength of the field. So this is really really good because then you can t then you can find everything 
from uh, if, if car keys or a radio, I mean a radio towers what they sent them because in, in, for example in Europe you have, I mean you're, you lie around a hundred megahertz band, I mean like uh, when it's come to FM, uh, the FM band and I mean you have Wi-Fi 2.4 and then you can have you start having a Wi-Fi at 6 gigahertz and you have some radar and stuff so you get a lot of different things and it basically everything that your cell phone is meeting you get as well with this one but usually when you buy the more expensive version that have a little bit more accurate reading and that are made for people that might work as a consultant I mean you do get a more accurate reading but if you just want to find the source and know if, if it's if it's good or bad, if the radiation is too high or if it's accepted or if it's really good, then this is way enough. And I mean several people that do work with, uh, I mean as consultants with measuring, going home to people or to companies and measuring the environment and trying to fix a change or whatever they're doing, they usually start with something simple like this. So they get a, a good picture and then they take out, take out the heavy stuff in case it's needed. And this is this is also the best one because it's very very cheap. It only costs about two hundred dollars. Otherwise, these things cost a lot more. If you would buy one from Gigahertz Solution, then you would have then you would get one that only measures a fraction of the frequency range. You would get a little bit good measure. Maybe you would maybe instead of it says 0.2 milliwatt on this one, maybe it would say 0.196. But that's not going to matter because and so everyone that isn't very sensitive or don't need an extremely low low um, radio frequency environment then you only need to buy the one with built-in antenna because then you get three functions in one so I do, do really recommend this to everyone and I want to congr congratulate uh, the company that makes this because it's like the best thing that they ever come, 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 came up with. <laughs> so it's a really good meter and it's the only thing I ever recommend to anyone to buy uh, if you don't need expensive stuff because I mean you, for example Gigahertz Solution if you want to buy one that's even close to measure from, from so you, you're going to be able to measure from basically a couple of megahertz up until 8, 10 or something then you have to pay like 2,000, 3,000 or even more dollars for that kind of meter. So it's a fraction of the price and so you get so much more. The only downside with the Cornet, I think this one is called 85, ED85EXS because it has an external antenna. The one with built-in built -in antenna is called ED, I think it's 88 that is the newest, is that because the built-in antenna, because it's smaller, it, it will not be as sensitive as this one. So you can't, you can't, uh, if 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 the if you're at a place measuring something and uh, the reception is bad on your cell phone or you have a weak signal from Wi-Fi or something, might not show up on the on the, the I mean on the built-in like Swiss Army knife version where you can measure several things, but this this one does, so it's a little bit better. But as I said before, unless you are um, very sensitive then you don't need that because this one you can't really put in your pocket like of course you can always screw, screw off the antenna take it with you but the sad thing is this, these are called SMA coaxial uh, contacts 
And you, you basically break them if you start screwing on and off all the time. I had a friend of mine that it had happened to, so you shouldn't really screw these on and off. And these antennas are a little bit sensitive, both because you can break them, can't really put this in your pocket, and also because the electronics are sensitive to static electricity. I would presume that they do have um, protection, so if you are had a static discharge, even if you don't feel that you got a static discharge, it could have damaged something. So you need to be a little bit careful if you have the external version. But the built-in version, I mean, it's only like this. So you can just put it in your pocket, have it in the purse, whatever. You can just take it out if you want to see, if you want to show someone that their Wi-Fi is too strong or you want to teach them about how bad all these things are or if you're sensitive and need to have a better home environment. So yeah, I just went a little bit off topic more again. <laughs> but anyway, so the first thing you have to do if you're trying to um, get rid of some kind of interference or if something is uh, bad for your health, is you have to know, is it, does it come from the cable? That, that it's, I mean, that the, whatever you have connected to the main grid or if you have battery, I mean, if it's that's in sending it out on the cable to everything else or if it's going in there. So that's why you need this kind of meter because then if you turn off the light, for example, like in my friend's case, then you, then you could hear and see that the wireless uh, radiation is getting less. And suddenly you turn it on and it gets stronger. And then if you walk towards the light and away from the light, I mean, you will see that it's, it's coming from the light and it's stronger the, the closer you get. But, uh, so, and if it's cable bound, then it's, it's a lot easier because because then you usually just need a, a, a portable radio with AM and preferably also long wave. I mean, you could use an electrical magnetic meter, but unless they're expensive, you're not going to hear the interference from it. So that's actually one of the best uh, equipment to, for finding um, especially weak sources of, um, of interference then you will hear it when you turn off. You will hear, if, if you would put the AM radio uh, or the long wave, I would prefer go testing both of them. And it needs to be an analog radio. You need to have a turning wheel on it. And I'm going to show you, uh, I'm just going to go away and I'm going to get one and show you how it looks. Yeah, so now I'm back again. Hey, the commercial is over. So this is a Robert Sport radio that I bought. It's really good. The only bad thing about this is that the wheel is a little bit small when you turn it on so if you're yeah you see that it's a little bit hard to turn it on i don't know why they built like this but so there's another version of robert sport that's analog and it's called robert robert's radio r999 it's three nines and a and, a, and three nines and then a three so r9993 it's a portable radio or, um, if you have oil on your fingers or maybe a lot sweaty or if you're wet then you can turn the, the volume that has the on off on it and that's a little bit crap but besides that it's really really good so here you have Robert Sport turn it on again like this so now it's on a long wave and you can hear that there's interference here so I'm going to move it towards the screen and you're going to hear that it goes worse Here's the mouse, how mouse looks. And here you hear the internal circuitry of the mouse, for example. And it's a really good source. Usually mouse can be quite mean 
especially gaming mouses. So I'm just going to. So basically, what you do is that you have to use the tuning. That's why it has to be analog and not digital, because it's not just that it's going to be harder to tune back and forth where you're waiting for for the radio to cycle through the different frequencies. Also, that you're not going to be able to fine tune it. And it might actually block out interference. And you don't want that. You want to be able to pick up all the interferences. So basically what the AM and long wave radio do. And of course you could use a corded one. But it's just going to be a lot of hassle. You want to have a cordless one. I mean you want to have one with batteries. So basically just you walk over. I mean you walk it around like a meter. Trying to find something. In the same way trying to find... Um, some metal in the wall if you have a metal detector. I mean, when you're working at a carpenter. So you, and the worse it sounds off on the radio, the worse the stuff is. That's how easy it is. Uh, the only thing you have to remember is that I mean, if of course you put the, the volume up very high, everything is going to be loud. But I mean, you're going to hear the difference if you have a weak source. I mean, a, a source of I mean, uh, interference something that is very weak and probably not going to disturb you or your electronics and if it's something very mean. So, so you're just cycling through here. You can hear, if I, now I'm going to go up to AM. And you hear how it, the frequency changes, how, it, how you get different kind of sounds, and that's the different kinds of sounds, I mean the different, you're picking up the magnetic fields and the electrical fields of the circuitry. And basically you hear how it sounds. So the worse it sounds, the worse it is. So then if you, for example, had this light in the garage, I mean, then you turn it on and then you listen to the cable that you connected it to or the, the, the junction box or whatever, where now it is, or, or to the closest outlets and listen to, or preferably to the, the stuff that, ha, I mean, that is getting interfered. Because if it's not airborne, you're gonna be able to go around like this and you don't hear so much. Because it could be airborne radio interference that is too low for this to measure, but this one could hear. So for example, my monitor is a BenQ. It's a low, it's a non-flickering monitor with low blue lights. So it's really, really good because you don't want to have flickering lights. It's bad for your eyes and your health and everything. Uh, and it's very common that they sell them today. So, but that's another topic for another video. And to, how to build a, 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 a EMF a, a nicer computer. So anyway, um, when I bought the monitor, I thought it was really good because I only had a radio that I could listen to the AM band, and that's usually the only thing you have. You have FM and AM, so I could put it closer to the monitor like this. Sure, I I heard some shit, but it wasn't so much, and I didn't hear it in another place in the apartment, I mean, my house, so it didn't go airbound on me. It wasn't radio, or I, that's what I thought. But then I bought this one with the long wave because for a long time I, I knew that I would probably be needing to listen to the long wave radio because you could pick, pick up interferences in a lo lower frequency the, than the middle band AM. And so suddenly, when I was in my kitchen, upstairs almost 10 meters away I could hear when the monitor was on because it was uh, it it sent it was sending out um, 
radio wave frequency, I mean not on purpose, by accident of how the electronic works, that is badly shielded and everything. So almost 10 meters away, I could hear when the monitor was on with this one. So then I realized I have to shield my monitor. So I basically took a energy saving glass because you have a metal coating on it. And it's, that's supposed to, I mean, make the heat in the house stay in and the heat or the cold or heat outside stay out. But it all, but it all works really great for shielding. And you basically, and I had to wrap the monitor in um, uh, aluminum tape. That's shielding. So now, now that doesn't happen. So you have to walk around with this and listen to where the source is. If you can be a, quite a bit away and not close to a cable, now I'm talking like a meter or two when you don't hear an interference, then it's cable bound. And if you put it next to the to cable or especially to the source, you're going to hear that it's a lot of crap. And it's going to be less the further away you go. And it might also be when you go to the fuse box that you can hear which fuse your source comes from because it might be strongest there. It really depends on the frequency because the lower you go in frequency the, um, the easier it can spread everywhere. So the higher a frequency and interference the less it's going to be spread because it's, uh, it takes more resistance to, to move. It's like water. Um, oh, I'm, no, I'm not gonna do that analogy now, I'll do, do it another time. So anyway, and so you really have to find out the source of the interference and I mean for me if someone asks me if someone calls me and I mean how uh, I have this problem I mean I, I think this is bad for me or I know that this is bad it could be for, for that person's health or just that it's just, just interfering with something and I could say like well it could be this or this or this but it's probably this but I don't know I have to go there and meet with a meter, I have to check it out myself. I mean, sometimes it's not, it might not even be something wrong with the equipment. It could just be connected wrong. It could be that it's not grounded properly, or it it, it could be grounded properly, but it could be a bad production that maybe the grounding isn't good inside it, or something is loose, or it could be in conjunction to that something else is connected that that it's that it's that it's um, that they get a resonance effect. So it's really, really hard, in, even when you have an individual case. So it's, so, um, it's both easy and hard. Some, some things can be quite easy to fix, other ones are quite hard. So it's really no one solution fix everything. And that's why it's a lot easier to start with something that's good from the beginning, especially if you need to shield it or take away interference. And that's, for example, if you know that you live in a very bad environment, you have a, might have a cell phone tower a couple of hundred meters away, or your neighbor has a Wi-Fi, or whatever. I mean, sure, you can try and shield, but you might, I mean, it could be, it could be really easy. It could be just putting up aluminum on the wall and it's done. Or you've suddenly made it a lot worse, because then the signal is bouncing into the wall and went through your first, and then it goes back and going through you again, so then you get a double amount. So that's why you need meters. That's the first thing you do need. You need, unless you have someone doing it for you, because then they need the meters instead. <laughs> so you have to, you have to have some kind of eyes and ears. You have to know the terrain first. Otherwise, you have no idea what you're doing. Except you, if you know the source, you can just plug it out, and then it's gone. That's the only upside with 
uh, all this electro smog. I mean, with this artificial electromagnetic environment we have created, that it's so bad for us and every life on this planet. It's so easy. I mean, compared to lead or arsenic or whatever stuff we put outside that are toxic, it's not easy to get rid of. Well, there are ways, but it's a lot harder when it comes to wireless stuff or electrical stuff. You just need to turn it off and it's gone. So, in a way, it's the best uh, environmental pollution we have in that sense. But in every other sense, it's horrible because you can't get away from it. Because it's everywhere nowadays. When we, when, when we didn't have wireless stuff so much, I mean, when you only had radio and TV, then you only need to go out of the house in nature and, and, and you were fine. But everyone wants good reception. People in the middle of nowhere are complaining, oh, yeah, I can't surf. I'm, I'm climbing this mountain, but I can't watch these YouTube videos. But yeah, what's wrong with you? It's not something you need to survive. And that's, that's the biggest reason why I feel it's so wrong when you're trying to... When people think that they have uh, done something. I mean, they put some stuff that someone said it will shield you against the bad effects of Wi-Fi. The first thing, yeah, as I said before, we don't know, even if it did work. But are you willing to take that chance? Because it's, the thing is also that even if it would work for you, I mean, you're supporting the industry that's killing people and the planet. Do you want to support that industry? Do you want to be part of the problem? Because the only way, unless we have a civil, I mean, a mass uprising where people are taking down the cell phone towers, the other, the only other way, basically, unless people get so sick, they have to do something. And I mean, the government and the companies are going to be the last people doing that, because I mean, just for, I mean, they blame everything else. All the health problem people get from this, they blame everything else besides the wireless stuff and electrical stuff. They're going to look to every direction, but not that direction. So, and I mean, the more money and the more things at stake and big names and labels and everything the more, I mean, the harder it's going to be. So the easiest way for people to resist this is, is with their wallet. If you don't buy a Wi-Fi, if you don't have a 4G modem, if you don't, if you don't have a cell phone, I mean, then you're not using the cell phone tower. Then they're going to lose profit. If, if, if no one in an entire village if they put up a cell phone tower in a village or close a village or, or put up another antenna on a cell phone tower so the, a village or a town, whatever, have better reception. If no one uses that one, I mean, they're not going to make it go around. Then they have to shut it off. That's how it works. That's the easiest way, actually. So, and I mean, uh, I mean... Do you need to be able to surf and look up stuff online when you're out in your car or when you're in your woods? Is that what life is supposed to be about? That's not uh, what we need to survive. I mean, you need to be able to sleep. You need to be able to take a crap as well. I mean, you need to be able to eat and have clothes and a housing and people that love you. But you, know, you don't need to do this all the time. And as probably many people have noticed, I mean, more and more that... Um, I mean, it's not really making life better. I mean, sure, you have something you, you can point and say, well, this is very convenient, but that's the thing, it's convenient. That's, that's the only thing, basically, that we can say with this wireless stuff. It makes things more convenient. In, and the only change we have to do is, is the entire planet's health and ecosystem. Yeah, that's a fair trade. And uh, so it's... We have to start choosing. 
we can't put that off. And I mean, it was super hard for me, even though I start having ill health. I, I mean, I knew basically a year before I couldn't touch my phone anymore because it hurt so much in my hand and in my arm that I shouldn't use it because I start getting headaches and and heart palpitations and foggy brain and different kind of symptoms from using my phone. Even still I didn't want to because I had a smartphone. It was so much fun. I had I mean I got really addicted to it like everyone else. I loved it. And even when I started having major headaches from using it with Wi-Fi and stuff, I still did it. And I noticed the, the more pronounced it became that I knew that I have to stop using it, the more afraid I was for not being able to, so the more I resisted it. Because I really wanted to use it. And I started getting really afraid of having this thought, well, how is anyone going to be able to uh, to reach me? And I mean, and I thought of all the ways that I need the phone. But one day I woke up, I remember the month, I don't remember the exact day, but it was in April 2012. I went up in the morning, and the day before it was fine. I mean, it was like the days before. I mean, I did get symptoms and everything, but I could still touch the phone. So I went up in the morning. I had the, I had the phone in the hallway turned off. I turned it on and I couldn't touch it. It hurt like hell in my hand. It was like some, I don't know, it felt like electricity in my nerves, in my bones, all the way up my arm. It, all the way up in my arm and it hurt like hell. I knew that now it's over. Now it's just a matter of time before I can't work anymore. And I mean, the exact same phone when I got it at work, maybe half a year or more earlier, when I got that phone, it was a 4G smartphone. Before when I only had pocket PC, 3G phones, I didn't notice at all. If it was just the 4G or if it had to do with how they're made. I mean, of course it was the 4G, but it could also be because they were more sophisticated, because you have a faster processor, then you get a lot more feel. So it's just not the wireless stuff. Even if you're 100% healthy, if you put a phone in flight mode in your pocket, and you know it's not, because you can have phones that are in flight mode that are still radiating. So it's not 100% foolproof, but most phones, they don't radiate anything wireless when they're in flight mode, unless they're being hacked. So they do radiate and you only think it's not. Then it could be everything from spying to criminals to the law enforcement doing it for you. Who knows? So then, then all the internal circuitry, because your phone isn't totally made out of metal, you don't have a metal casing all the way around to shield it against your body. So you get all these electromagnetic fields, all these frequencies from the processor and different parts, and all this shit is interfering with your body and going right into you. Doesn't matter if it's in your pinky, little, little pinky toe, or if, you, if it's on your ear, it's affecting the entire body. It spreads, this interference affects the entire body. Of course, it affects more where it sits, but because the body is, a, I mean, you have very specific fluid, it's very, very, I mean, that, that's why it's so dangerous for us to get a, put our fingers in the socket because we, we, um, uh, electricity travels very easily into our body because we have so much metal and we have salt and everything. It's not it's not like distilled water or anything. Uh, so that's what happened to me when I first got the phone, like a half year earlier or something. I don't remember exactly. I put it in my side pocket, my working pants, and I could feel at my thigh how it felt very uncomfortable, how it was tingling and like needles and stuff and feeling hot. 
And I, I mean, I realized that this is not good for me. It's not a good phone. But I love the phone. It was so wonderful to use. And after, I don't know, a while, I didn't, a couple of days or something, I didn't feel the effect anymore. That it, I didn't feel that I had the phone in my pocket. So basically what the body does, if the body is sending you signals that something is bad, if you, if you're, if you are ignoring it too much, it might stop doing it because it takes energy to do that. So that's, for example, why someone can have IBS, irritable bowel disease, or they can have an allergy without even knowing it because they eat, they eat the stuff all the time or they have the chemical around them all the time. So the body has basically dampened the stress response signal because it doesn't know it doesn't know how to handle it, and it takes too much energy to, to I mean, yeah, to get, I mean, to get your acknowledgement attention all the time. So then it stops doing it. So then it's usually so the only reason, the, the only way to to then um, notice if that is the case, if you have to take away the source of the problem for for a long time, because you usually get a lot of different, a lot of other health effects. That seems unrelated. So, for example, when I start eating LCHF, then I stopped eating uh, wheat, all stuff with gluten and, and 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 oatmeal and stuff. So, after a couple of months, when I ate something with wheat in it, then I suddenly got a very strong reaction. So, and I recognized some of the symptoms because I had them as a kid. But then they only told. I mean, then my parents and adults told me, "Oh, that's just because you're growing up. It's normal." So then I suddenly realized. Oh, I, I have allergic symptoms to wheat and all these um, related, uh, all the relate, all the other that is that are um, uh, related to wheat, like oatmeal and and uh, uh, I don't remember the other one, the other names in English. So, um, but I only noticed that because I I didn't eat it for such long time that I could notice the difference because. Then, it, then I suddenly got a very strong effect because my body had time to heal a little bit. And the same, exact same thing applies to microwaves and electromagnetic fields. Uh, you might actually have a real, I mean, it might actually affect you really, really horribly. But since you're in it all the time, the, the body has stopped complaining about it. And because it's always ramping up, may, maybe the body never had a time to start complaining about it either because it's been so slowly. So I have heard those stories from several people. Usually it's someone that are sensitive to electromagnetic fields and they have a relative or a friend or a spouse or a kid and they, they, they are somewhere or they need to have the electricity offered or the, the other person that, that the sensitive person is um, acquaintances with, they tell them to turn their phone off and suddenly the person that that feels like they're healthy, they have no problem, suddenly they start having all these health effects. Because suddenly they are in an environment that they have never been in before in a long time, an environment where you might not have any electromagnetic fields at all, or just very, very weak. And suddenly the, their body reacts very strongly to it. So, and usually the most normal response for people that think they are healthy and has gone, I mean, they go camping, where there are no reception and start feeling really horrible. You actually had studies on these too, where, where you put a sleeping cap and a shield against your thyroids 
that shields against microwaves and radio waves. But they both had uh, groups of people that seemed healthy and groups that had health problems, but that weren't sensitive. I mean, that weren't damaged or sensitive to electromagnetic equipment. And and especially with the people that were sick, they start feeling worse. And you have a name for this. I mean, first worsening effect. It's part of the healing because suddenly, when the body can relax, then it can start healing. Then you usually feel worse. That's usually the reason when old people die because they can't handle a disease. They usually don't die when they start getting ill. They die, usually die when, when, when their body starts trying to make them better because they can't handle all the toxic and all the repair that needs to be done. It, it's, it taxes the system too much. So you always, when, always when, you're, when your body is trying to heal from something, it's very common that you start feeling worse and it could, you could actually feel worse than from the disease. You have a name from it. And it was named after the doctor that uh, that um, discovered this this uh, reaction. Uh, so I mean, I had I mean because I live in a home environment with not so much electronics, and I always turn off my electricity at night so I can sleep better. I have no wireless stuff here unless someone forgets to turn off a phone when they do arrive, and usually I start feeling bad after a while, and then. I ask them and then, oh, I'm sorry. But so usually when people come here, they, can, they could come here with their kids or they could, be, they could just be a friend or a family member of mine. And then uh, they might sleep very heavily or they feel more tired or they suddenly have a headache and stuff like that. It's very common. Or the kid can suddenly read for the first time without feeling distracted or that they can't focus. Because that's usually the most normal. Uh, reactions to microwave because it stresses the body so you have a hard time focus people can't have a focus span you feel like you have ADHD and all these things you, you don't have any memory everyone uh, are um, joking about that they have Alzheimer's light now and they can't remember anything and it's it's not just the microwave it's also how the mobile phone and computer system works especially mobile phone I mean they are designed that way Facebook and Google I mean you have the top people from uh, I mean, from psychology and behavior fields, so you should get addicted so much, as much addicted as possible. And um, I mean, you have people that has worked with this. The guy that invented the like button on Facebook, he quit eventually and started a movement against these things. So it's very sad that he did that. I mean, I know that Corbett Report had a couple of um, video and podcast episodes where they talk about this. It's very interesting. And, and, and I know, no, sorry, it wasn't Corbett Report. It was Truth 3 Media. And I love Truth 3 Media, by the way. I love those guys. Also, Corbett Report is really good, too. They have the secret of the Silicon Valley. Should really, should really look at that. It's one of the best documentaries ever. Um, that really reveals a lot of this uh, psychological and surveillance stuff that, that those... Uh, that that kind of industry is working with. Really check it out. But I'm gonna try and stop this now because I've been rambling way too long and there's probably no one that sits through this. But yeah, I mean, I do it more for me and for others. But I just want to end with, if someone has a problem and need help, you should contact me. And it, 
because I noticed that I work a lot better with these things if I if I have a communication with someone, if someone asks me, because otherwise I'm just gonna go about rumbling around with the information I have in my head or what I read or thought about, and it's not might not always be what people might need help about, and it, I mean it's, it becomes so abstract. But I, I mean I'm going to try and continue with this that I speak about the things that I mean people I, I have around me that ask me for help. So then it at least will come, become a little more concrete. Uh, but yes, as a, as a side note towards the end to wrap it up, the thing I started with was that a friend of mine uh, had a light uh, in the garage that was disturbing. I mean, this, that, that, that was causing interference with other things. So, and it's really hard. It could be really easy to fix it. It could just be that you need a shielded cable or a ferrite, like this or some other ferrite, there's tons of different versions and you can't just buy one, you have to know what frequencies that are created that cause interference and you have to know that the ferrites actually do block those. Otherwise, you could, you could get a ferrite that's actually enhancing, increasing the interference, so it becomes worse. Because you always, though even ferrites have a resonant frequency and if, if you have a resonant frequency, then you start increasing the strength instead and you don't want that or it, it could be that you need to just it could be a metal it could be a metal arm i mean armament or like a casing around the, the light that's metal that just isn't shielded properly or or lacks goddamn fly or, or or lacks shielding so it could just be that you need to shield that or, or so it, it yeah, it could be it could be easy, it could be hard. So I'm not going to stop now. <laughs> okay. Bye.